0: Chapter Twenty Three of *The Man in the Iron Mask* by Alexandre Dumas, translated by William Robson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. What Raoul had guessed. As soon as Raoul had quitted Athos and D'Artagnan, as the two exclamations that had followed his departure escaped their lips, they found themselves face to face alone. Athos immediately resumed the earnest air that he had assumed at D'Artagnan's arrival well he said what have you come to announce to me my friend i inquired d'artagnan yes i do not see you in this way without some reason for it said athos smiling the deuce said d'artagnan i will place you at your ease the king is furious i suppose well i must say he is not altogether pleased "'And you have come to arrest me, then?' "'My dear friend, you have hit the very mark.' "'Oh, I expected it. I am quite ready to go with you.' "'Deuce, take it!' said D'Artagnan. "'What a hurry you are in!' "'I am afraid of delaying you,' said Athos, smiling. "'I have plenty of time. Are you not curious, besides, to know how things went on between the king and me?' "'If you will be good enough to tell me, "'I will listen with the greatest of pleasure,' said Athos, "'pointing out to D'Artagnan a large chair "'into which the latter threw himself, "'assuming the easiest possible attitude. "'Well, I will do so willingly enough,' "'continued D'Artagnan, "'for the conversation is rather curious, I must say. "'In the first place the king sent for me.' "'As soon as I had left,' you were just going down the last steps of the staircase as the musketeers told me i arrived my dear athos he was not red in the face merely he was positively purple i was not aware of course of what had passed only on the ground lying on the floor i saw a sword broken in two captain d'artagnan cried the king as soon as he saw me sire i replied Monsieur de la Ferre has just left me. He is an insolent man. An insolent man! I exclaimed in such a tone that the king stopped suddenly short. Captain d'Artagnan, resumed the king, with his teeth clenched. You will be good enough to listen to and hear me. That is my duty, sire. I have out of consideration for Monsieur de la Ferre, wished to spare him. He is a man of whom I still retain some kind recollections the discredit of being arrested in my palace. You will therefore take a carriage. At this, I made a slight movement. If you object to arrest him yourself, continued the king, send me my captain of the guards. Sire, I replied, there is no necessity for the captain of the guards since I am on duty. I should not like to annoy you, said the king kindly, for you have always served me well, monsieur d'Artagnan. You do not annoy me, sire, I replied. I am on duty, that is all. But, said the king in astonishment, I believe the Comte is your friend. If he were my father, sire, it would not make me less on duty than I am. The king looked at me. He saw how unmoved my face was and seemed satisfied. You will arrest monsieur le Comte de La Ferre then, he inquired most certainly sire if you give me the order to do so very well i order you to do so i bowed and replied where is the comte sire you will look for him and am i to arrest him wherever he may be yes but try that he may be at his own house if he should have started for his own estate leave paris at once and arrest him on his way thither." I bowed, but as I did not move, he said, Well, what are you waiting for? For the order to arrest the Comte signed by yourself. The king seemed annoyed, for in point of fact it was the exercise of a fresh act of authority, a repetition of the arbitrary act, if indeed it is to be considered as such. He took hold of his pen slowly and evidently in no very good temper, and then he wrote, order for Monsieur Le Chevalier d'Artagnan, captain of my musketeers, to arrest Monsieur Le Comte de la Fere wherever he is to be found. He then turned towards me, but I was looking on without moving a muscle of my face. In all probability he thought he perceived something like bravado in my tranquil manner, for he signed hurriedly, and then handing me the order he said, Go, monsieur. I obeyed, and here I am. Athos pressed his friend's hand well let us set off he said oh surely said d'artagnan you must have some trifling matters to arrange before you leave your apartments in this manner I not at all why not why you know d'artagnan that i have always been a very simple traveler on this earth ready to go to the end of the world by the order of my sovereign ready to quit it at the summons of my maker. What does a man who is thus prepared require in such a case? A portmanteau or a shroud? I am ready at this moment, as I have always been, my dear friend, and can accompany you at once. But Bragalone. I have brought him up in the same principles I laid down for my own guidance, and you observe that, as soon as he perceived you, he guessed, that very moment, the motive of your visit, We have thrown him off his guard for a moment, but do not be uneasy. He is sufficiently prepared for my disgrace, not to be too much alarmed at it. So, let us go. Very well. Let us go, said D'Artagnan quietly. As I broke my sword in the king's presence and threw the pieces at his feet, I presume that will dispense with the necessity of delivering it over to you you are quite right and besides that what the deuce do you suppose i could do with your sword am i to walk behind or before you inquired athos laughing you will walk arm in arm with me replied d'artagnan as he took the comte's arm to descend the staircase and in this manner they arrived at the landing grimaud whom they had met in the ante-room looked at them as they went out together in this manner with some little uneasiness his experience of affairs was quite sufficient to give him good reason to suspect that there was something wrong ah is that you grimaud said athos kindly we are going to take a turn in my carriage interrupted d'artagnan with a friendly nod of the head grimaud thanked d'artagnan by a grimace which was evidently intended for a smile and accompanied both the friends to the door athos entered first into the carriage D'Artagnan followed him without saying a word to the coachman. The departure had taken place so quietly that it excited no disturbance or attention even in the neighborhood. When the carriage had reached the Quays, you are taking me to the Bastille, I perceive, said Athos. I? said D'Artagnan. I take you wherever you may choose to go. Nowhere else, I can assure you. What do you mean? said the Comte, surprised. Why, "'Surely, my dear friend,' said D'Artagnan, "'you quite understand that I undertook the mission with no other object in view "'than that of carrying it out exactly as you liked. "'You surely did not expect that I was going to get you thrown into prison like that, "'brutally and without any reflection. "'If I had anticipated that, I should have let the captain of the guards undertake it.' "'And so,' said Athos, and so i repeat again we will go wherever you may choose my dear friend said athos embracing d'artagnan how like you that is well it seems simple enough to me the coachman will take you to the barrier of the court Lorraine. you will find a horse there which i have ordered to be kept ready for you with that horse you will be able to do three posts without stopping and i on my side will take care not to return to the king, to tell him that you have gone away. Until the very moment, it will be impossible to overtake you. In the meantime, you will have reached Le Havre and from Le Havre across to England, where you will find the charming residence of which Monsieur Monk made me a present, without speaking of the hospitality which King Charles will not fail to show you. Well, what do you think of this project?' athos shook his head and then said smiling as he did so no no take me to the bastille you are an obstinate fellow my dear athos returned d'artagnan reflect for a few moments on what subject that you are no longer twenty years of age believe me i speak according to my own knowledge and experience a prison is a certain death for men who are at our time of life no no i will never allow you to languish in prison in such a way why the very thought of it makes my head turn giddy dear d'artagnan athos replied heaven most fortunately made my body as strong powerful and enduring as my mind and rely upon it i shall retain my strength up to the very last moment But. This is not strength of mind or character. It's sheer madness. No, d'Artagnan, it is the highest order of reasoning. Do not suppose that I should in the slightest degree in the world discuss the question with you whether you would not be ruined in endeavoring to save me. I should have done precisely as you propose if flight had been part of my plan of action. I should, therefore, have accepted from you what, without any doubt, you would have accepted from me no i know you too well even to breathe a word upon the subject if you would only let me do it said d'artagnan what a dance we would give his most gracious majesty still he is the king do not forget that my dear friend Uh, that is all the same to me in king though he be i would plainly tell him sire in prison exile Kill everyone in France and Europe. Order me to arrest and poniard even whom you like, even were it, monsieur, your own brother. But do not touch one of the four musketeers, or if so, Dieu. My dear friend, replied Athos with perfect calmness, I should like to persuade you of one thing, namely, that I wish to be arrested, that I desire above all things that my arrest should take place. D'Artagnan made a slight movement of his shoulders. "'Nay, I wish it. I repeat, more than anything. If you were to let me escape, it would be only to return of my own accord and constitute myself a prisoner. I wish to prove to this young man, who is dazzled by the power and splendor of his crown, that he can be regarded as the first and chiefest among men, only on the one condition of his proving himself to be the most generous and the wisest.' he may punish me in prison torture me it matters not he abuses his opportunities and i wish him to learn the bitterness of remorse while heaven teaches him what chastisement is well well replied d'artagnan i know only that too well when you have once said no you mean no i do not insist any longer you wish to go to the bastille i do wish to go there let us go then to the bastille cried d'artagnan to the coachman and throwing himself back in the carriage he gnawed the ends of his mustache with a fury which for athos who knew him well signified a resolution either already taken or in course of formation a profound silence ensued in the carriage which continued to roll on But neither faster nor slower than before athos took the musketeer by the hand you are not angry with me d'artagnan he said i oh no certainly not of course not what you do for heroism i should have done from obstinacy but you are quite of opinion are you not that heaven will avenge me d'artagnan and i know one or two on earth who will not fail to lend a helping hand said the captain end of chapter 23 recording by john van stan savannah georgia